Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I'm here with our main star, Lance, semi-pro fisherman, who's taking time off of his very busy fisherman schedule to be with us today to, to share architecture knowledge. I, Smash those brook trout last night. There you go. Crush them. Exa- uh, there's a great example. I'm your co-host, Alex Gore. I'll be here to uh, interpret all the fishing talk into architecture. Sounds, sounds great, Al. Uh, speaking of architecture firms, and fish. Uh, <laughs> unless you're unless you're working for one of those top architecture firms in the world, mm. you know what it's like to work with limited resources, right? This is for all you small firm architects listening out there, all you sole proprietors. There is one resource that you can access no matter the size of your business, right? That's rcat.com. Rcat is a free solution for your building product and information needs. They offer BIM objects, CAD details, specifications, and more from leading manufacturers research building products, and get the information you need in all the same place without paying a cent or even registering. That's the best part. You don't have to give your information out. So give your firm, even no matter how small it is, even if it's just you by yourself, a step up with artcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. That's one of the hardest parts about modeling in Revit or any other program. I don't. Is that you tell me... Uh, there's a multitude of different types of buildings and way they go together. You're kidding me. Yep. One thing that helps is having common principles that people in your firm share. If you go to RevitRocketship.com, we teach you how to do Revit families, uh, a Revit project, which is a small house, and give you our template. What that helps you do is understand on a deeper level the principles of how to model like something gets built with the pieces that you need to build it in the proper way. So then you can extrapolate those principles to those other project types. So when you have something difficult, something different than what you learned, it's not just narrowly defined as this is exactly how you model, you follow the principles. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in learning a principle-based way of how to model correctly, go to revitrocketship.com. If you and your firm you want to get everyone on the same page too? You can reach out to me at akg at f9productions.com. For multiple licenses, we can give you a deal, um, but that everyone can go in, study. It tracks where you are, so it knows where you are. And you can get things done correctly. That's revitrocketship.com. Heck yeah. If you want to take your buildings that you're designing for other folks or building to the next level as far as windows go, man, you need to go check out the Pella Luxury brands. I'm telling you, you've never experienced brands like them before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of the industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things like no one and no one else in the world is creating. And the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. So I want you to join me actually right now. We're going to go to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. I'm going there right now in my browser. Okay. 
check that out. Go to the enter button that I just clicked and, and click through the gallery and just take a look at what they can do for you. They have, uh, I'm looking here, they have so many different kinds of buildings, super contemporary stuff, super traditional stuff. But I think what's always blows my mind is like, is the fact that it has a commercial feeling and application. So you can use these in any kind of building that you guys are designing. They're not just limited to homes in themselves. Um, there's a lot of applications that they can be used in. Uh, but obviously, if you are doing custom residential, you want to check those guys out. So go to, again, PellaLuxury.com forward slash The Firm. Check out all of their brands. They've got Benelli, Duratherm, Graybill, Riley. There's a gallery. Then you can go to the contact. I just went to the contact down here if you want to learn more and and check out all of these different brands. You will not be disappointed. Your clients won't be disappointed. If you're building your own house, you're going to be thrilled. I have Pella in my house. We recommend them all day long. Al? Awesome. Well, you know what? If you're recording, bring up architectsguide2.com. All right, architectsguide2.com. Here we go. You can show this while I'm talking about it. Okay. This is a course that we are uh, very proud of, very happy about, and I don't think the word has gotten out to, to everyone that it needs to be. So we got just a review. Someone that took the course sent me an email. I changed the location of this firm, the type of this firm, the project. I changed everything but what they said about this course. Right? Cool. So it said, it, here we go. Thank you guys for taking the time to put this course together. Um, it was absolutely helpful. Explanation point. My name is Kevin. Again, it's not Kevin. Um, and I am a uh, three years out of architecture school working for an architect slash developer in Connecticut. None of that is true. I, just <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I decided to take your course because my boss had not taken the time uh, to explain to me the overarching financial and construction processes that go into our projects. Unfortunately, this resulted in me stuck at home by myself, drawing details without much context and not helping to chip away at the thousand tasks that need to be done each day. Ultimately, this made it difficult for me to improve my day-to-day uh, helpfulness as well as long-term productivity for the company. After taking the course, I feel more helpful uh, problem-solving in conversations with my boss. I feel like I have a better sense of what is coming next around the corner and contribute beyond the day-to-day tasks. Amazing. Like, I wish we wrote this review. Amazing. Like, yeah. Um, on a different note, your overview of the construction process is high, highly valuable for young designers and builders starting their careers. And I suggest you get this course into the curriculum at architecture school ah. because students uh, know very little about the reality of construction. I hope to see more young architects to ca- take a serious interest in the financial and construction process because I think it would produce a larger quali- quantities of higher quality buildings. Excellent review, excellent insight. That's what we're trying to do. Lift, raise the bar. Raise the bar. Lift, lift this, lift this whole thing up. Yep. And Help no, people. Know what? Know what I didn't even think about? So that it's a that it's a you can three easy payments of uh, 175 a month. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But but think about where this person was in their in their struggle and what's going on and and just not knowing. And how that leads to anxiety, distress, to wasteful time researching, all that stuff. So I think it's a steal. Okay, this is a side note, business talk, inside the firm talk. Everyone at our firm starts off doing Revit Rocket Ship. Yep. We just had a new hire talk to us about like, 
hey, how am I doing? I don't understand the construction process. I want to go to more of the job sites. And we said, yes. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. All that. Lance, should there be at six months, you take this course if you are at our firm? Honestly, I don't know if it's six months. I don't know if it's a year. I don't know if it's three months. This guy and his amazing ideas. I don't know where he gets them, but. Yeah, the the brain. I know where he gets them. Yeah. People like you, write in. Ask us questions. That was, yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. I think. think That is such a good idea. For all college, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is true, what this person's yep, saying. exactly. I really like that. Yeah. One other thing you should consider, Al, what is why should your company, why should your company plan a company retreat? And then how do you plan a company retreat? Well, okay, why? That's a great question. Yep. Uh, I think number one is because everyone works together as in a business setting that it's... Here you go. You know how great ideas they say a lot of times come in the shower when you're relaxed? Mm -hmm. I think your subconscious, the ideas come out of your subconscious. That's the whole idea. Yep. I think great ideas come also on vacation, especially if you're with other professionals. com. There was another one. That was on vacation. There was another one too. Yeah. I was going to bring that one up, but on that same vacation, remember when we were drinking that vodka at that park? I swear we came up with another idea that was good too. Yeah. Can't remember, but I swear there was another one. Yeah. The um, vodka had nothing to do with it. Yeah. The, <laughs> slash everything. Yep. And then one time when we went fishing, we were listening to uh, that book, to, uh, The Lean. It was about the Zappos guy. Yeah. The founder of Zappos. Great context. Yep. Stuff like that. That's one reason. Another reason, too, is if you're bringing on new people, it's a great way for people to find out each other's interests, becomes friends, you know really connect because I feel like a lot of times when you're just starting a firm, you're, you're, your head's in the computer, you're trying to get work done. You're, you're a little bit nervous because you don't know exactly what you're doing. Well, now you're in a different, there's no pressure. You're playing games literally. And, and now you can talk to those people because you don't have to like worry about or ask questions or be on the clock. So that's the why. Let me formalize and spoon feed you the benefits of retreat for your business, okay? So I've got this great article. Uh, It's a blog, actually. And these people are smart. So it's Um, outbackteambuilding.com. You you just Google uh, online guide, everything you need to know about planning the ultimate company retreat. We actually planned everything out. And then so we didn't, I didn't take this into consideration. But it did have the part, and that's what I want to spoon feed Al is, the benefits uh, for a retreat for your business. And I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just going to name off the six benefits that they say that I think we are trying to do. Al already touched base on this. Number one, attract and retain talent. So uh, the biggest, one of the most interesting pieces of feedback I've gotten, not feedback, yeah, just, just, just comments that I've heard from other business owners is, one of the best ways to attract and retain your talent is you get the approval of their spouse. So we're inviting everybody's spouse or their significant other, if they have one, to this retreat. And the idea is everybody has a good time. And you know that way, I think the idea is like you go home and complain to your wife about your about your job or whatever. Sure, or our husband or or whatever, and they're gonna they're gonna. Hopefully, if they're a good partner, they uh, commiserate with you a little bit. But at the end of the day, if they're also a good partner, they're going to say like, hey, yes, but mm. come on. And then they can compare like their crappy job to your not crappy job because you guys had a fun time in a retreat and people care about your happiness here at F9 just as much as the quality of what we do. Number yeah. two, 
initiate team building, training, and consulting, right? Uh, so we have some exercises and some activities planned for that. Yeah. Do you want me to go through it or you want to keep going through your list? I want to go through it and then we actually, then I actually want to talk about what we do have planned. Okay. More or less. Uh, number three, set new company-wide goals and personal goals. I added the personal goals to it because that's one of the things that we'll talk about and kind of what we have outlined so far for what we're going to do. Number four, reflect and celebrate the year prior. Number five, open dialogues between departments. In this case, I think it's just like Alex said, you're not in the office and you're in a better, you're in a more free flowing situation, right? Yeah. Maybe there would be a little bit of vodka involved. Number six, strategize and plan for the year ahead. So those are the big six benefits. How are we planning for it and what do we got going on now? Okay. So basically I'll tell you the structure is that we're getting there Friday in the afternoon and, and we're going to a mountain resort. We have little cabin casitas. Yep. Yep. So there'll be the Colorado mountain backdrop and, and everyone is going to be awesome. It's gonna people be so might awesome. be partnered in, in different cabins and things like that. Um, but we'll get there Friday. There's activities and I'll go through them. We'll be there all day Saturday and then for half of the day Sunday and then, and then we'll drive back. Mm -hmm. So people get in and check in and on Friday, we only have two things, basically a cookout and then a 20 minute meditation. And think about this meditation as what Lance was going on is a focus meditation. Yeah. So just not, you know, clearing your mind and all those positive ben benefits. But the first one is titled clearing the way uh, for your path. Yeah. Right. So really getting in that in that mindset. Right. And that's all we have for, for Friday. Yep. And my wife is uh, going to administer the meditation sessions. Alex and I and his wife, actually, we I don't know, maybe almost a decade ago, a long time ago. We, my wife took us through some of that mm, yep. and it was, it was interesting. Like, uh, it was, it was a hundred percent real in the sense of what she had us visualize. It, it, it worked. So I think it, and she's, she was formerly a, a meditation professional, so it's going to work out well. Yep. Then Saturday, um, we wake up and we do a meditation, visualize your perfect project, which I think is great. Um, Lance has us starting at, at 10 AM. I didn't push back whatsoever <laughs> because I was like, how are we not starting at eight at <laughs> his, his dad just came out. <laughs> did, did it? Well, that's what I mean. Like you want to, I, I speak, you do too with enough of the employees and know what they kind of do on the weekends more or less. And yeah. I'm hearing from a lot of folks that they sleep in. So I'm just saying like, you can think of it in a different way, Al. No, no. What, what <laughs> I, I, I took it in. I have till 10 AM. If we want to, to do a walk, a hike. Yeah, be, exactly. I will have already caught dinner by that night. By, by that by that 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. I will somehow have already gone to Home Depot <laughs> and back by, by that t time. Um, then, from, then we have an F9 activity, and it's called Share Your Bucket List, right? So here's a description of it. Um, if you want to know someone, you first have to know what they want. That's the premise behind this uh, team building activity. Participants share their bucket list, tell others of what matters to them and why it matters this gives them team members a much more better understanding of each other their beliefs their motivations and simply personal trivia right yeah after that and we should talk about this we have it's called free time slash group time yep 11 so that, 11 to 4 yep so it's a hike a fish a shooting range or a pool so or, like or, or whatever they want right i mean they they're probably gonna bring some people are gonna bring paddle boards but you get the point free time yeah. Um, However, we're talking about it right now. But 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 I mean, like, should we just leave it 
open like that? Like, hey, it's absolutely free time, or is it like, hey, there's these three activities you? Can I think pick? it's absolutely free time. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we come back from that. We have another meditation. This one is visualize your perfect project process. It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> what's your, the first one in the morning was, Hey, what's your perfect project? Yeah. Now this is the process for that. Um, and then after that we have a dinner out. Uh, we don't know what we'll do. We'll probably figure it out between 11 and four. Someone will be driving by some, some restaurant and be like, Hey, I think we should go there. I bet dad Al's going to figure it out. I was hoping you were, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after that cards, campfire, Pictionary. And a spe- spelling bee, and he's going to get crushed. <laughs> Lance has that <laughs> highlighted. <laughs> highlighted. So you're in charge of that. <laughs> I'm so pumped for the spelling bee. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So the, the, the spelling bee is like, let's just make We have some really good spellers in this office, Ross and I included, and yeah. then we have some of the worst spellers in this yeah. office, yeah. and maybe both of their names are Alex. It is, but maybe I'll be... I, I actually think we're going to reveal some of the other people that are not. It's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, so okay. that's Saturday. Saturday. Then Sunday we wake up again. Again, 20 minute. Now this one is more personal. Visualize your perfect self. Oof, I love it. Right? And then after that we have an activity, which is a magazine story. So think about everything that we did before about your project, your process, your bucket list, all that. Now this is imagine uh create a magazine story imaginary magazine cover stories about a successful project or business achievement so this is what you have to do a create the magazine color cover Cover. b create a story headline c create quotes and from leaders or other team member members and then d create sidebars about the project highlights right um, then we have time for another activity. There might be checkout in the middle of that, but uh, everyone loves playing volleyball at the firm. If you don't, you can just sit around and, and chill, play some volleyball, and then head back home. So that's our retreat. Okay, and but uh, so I have some questions for you. Okay. We can do it live on air. So I have some stuff highlighted that he didn't read off. Like So so let's go back to this, the share, the share your bucket list. I, yeah. I love this idea. It's just, shouldn't we all bring sketchbooks then for that one? Well... If we bring sketchbooks, then I didn't think so. And here's why. Okay. Because we are going to do the magazine cover story. So it's like, okay, are we just bringing a whole bunch of paper and then a whole bunch of pencils and pens just so people, you know, like what well, someone forgets that way they don't have to. If you're bringing your sketchbook, then, then you could do that for the second app ticket video. I thought we would just bring those things. Even better. That's all I was wondering. Okay. Is how we administer that. So, okay. How about this? You are in charge of that and then I'll figure out where we're going to eat. There we go. Fair enough. <laughs> and then honestly, to answer your question about the free time thing, one of the things I thought, of, so, so I, I think it's a good idea if we have, we do have loose, uh, it's a loose organization. So for instance, I'll give you an example. Okay. Yeah. For, for fishing, I, I was, I asked Tyler cause I took him out the other day. Uh, we went out on a big hike, me and me and one of the newer guys here. Uh, and I said, Hey, I mean, wh- what if I rented a little boat? Like, would you and Mark want to come with? So, like, we could have something like that where it's like, okay, Al has the shooting range figured out. Uh, so then maybe we figure out, and I'm just throwing on it, you know, or like, oh, and then maybe we put somebody else in charge of like, hey, why don't you find like a hike? And then we have some, just some loosely organized things. And people can, so then, so then people can group up again at whatever they feel comfortable with. And at the same time, also, 
if you don't want to do any of this stuff, you guys go do whatever you want. I think that's great. Here's how I think it should be is like, hey, if you want to go fishing or boating, talk to Lance. Because maybe yeah. you rent two boats and maybe one crew is just boating around doing boat life. Doing right? bo- literally. Um, then shooting range. And I think we should have our construction crew head that up. And I'll tell you why. It's because. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll t- um, Because I might be home base at this retreat because this retreat has bowling it has other stuff it has a huge pool it has a playground like i might have the kids we might just be hanging out at the pool doing climbing on the climbing gym throwing beanbag toss so like hey if you want to hang out here at the pool that's me if you want to go shooting these guys if you want to go on the lake these guys and then maybe there's a hike crew too yeah hey, if you want to go on the hike yeah we'll talk to the you know um and then also if, if you got something else that's fine but just know like these people are hike. These people are boating. These people are home base. These people are shooting. You can go anywhere. What will really be interesting, I think, is that so we have this we have this uh, organization, um, this itinerary rather, and, and these things planned and everything. But like, it'll be like, what if the most positive stuff and the most uh, good stuff moving ahead, basically, you know, ideas come from rather from the loose stuff. It's like everybody's sure. fishing, and then all of a sudden we get into this awesome conversation. Like, uh, catching I don't know. a fish is like catching a client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we just put the right bait on the reel and get... Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, I think the follow-up. Uh, that would probably be the last thing is like, should there be some sort of follow-up? And maybe it happens on like a Monday. Or do we let things simmer? Like, how do you make sure... I'm not like, should there be some kind of action item after all of this? Like, what does it mean? I don't want it to be meaningless. Well, here we go. I think in the beginning at that first meditation, I'm just writing the word. This is probably the wrong word, but I'm I'm putting um, intention right there. Okay. And we tell them about this and say, Hey, after we get back, everyone does their uh, two second lean meeting. So when it comes your turn, Tell us one of, you can replace one of the items that you normally say with something you learned, something that you thought was a great idea, something that you took from it. Yeah. There you go. Just some kind of a feedback loop. Yep. Yep. So, so, so then at the beginning, like just, just think, just know that, Hey, this is going to be loose. Something comes, jot it down because you don't want to forget it. Yeah. So maybe they should bring their sketchbooks. See, I think they should bring their sketchbooks. Okay, sketchbooks. But you can still bring your other stuff too. And yep, just in case someone yeah. forgets theirs or, or people want to do it on yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Gonna, that sounds great. All right, what do we got next, Al? Let me Gore. tell you a pro tip, Lance. Okay. So we have gotten, or people have looked for us at other, have other architecture firms. And I always ask, why? Why? Say it again. Say that one more time. I would say that slower because I... People have come to us that already have architects working on a project. Oh, okay. Okay. Ask them Owners, yep. Clients, whatever. Mm -hmm. The consistent answer is the other architect's lack of communication. Oh, my God. It just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. Lack of communication. It blows my mind because it's so obvious. Yeah. How many times have we talked about it on this this show? Yeah. They get too busy. They got other higher priority projects they don't have a rule for themselves on communication so just know you might be losing clients behind your back or hey maybe this is a wake-up call you've been uh bad at communication just know your clients aren't taking aren't aren't just taking it so that's what i have what are they doing 
coming to us. Ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was had, I'm Captain Obvious. Yeah, yeah. Adam Carolla was saying yesterday on the podcast, uh, hit one of his on his show. I think it was a Monday episode. That uh, he was like, why are why are why are why do Americans have to be so obvious? And I've heard that too of, of from mm-hmm. like Europeans and stuff. Uh, and even like my Brazilian family, like you guys are just so obvious and blunt. Like you have to take everything. You can't, there can't be any subtlety in what you do. Oh, wow. Think about our political landscape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, did you want to rip on, riff on that? Like, no, I mean, we could, obviously that's kind of, a te- I'm, I'm just saying like, um, what, let's say your Brazilian family, like, did they give you an example? Like. No, and the example on the Corolla Shore was was it's not uh it's not it's not in good taste to repeat it. Okay. It's pretty enough. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, subtlety. I don't know why we don't do that. We don't have it. Yeah. Hmm. That's all we got. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about your favorite topic, which is inflation. Oh, it is. How'd you know? Uh, you know, I've known you for a little bit. I see you got something up here on the big screen. Why don't you share with the with the with the kids? Yep. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this, but this is a graph, mm-hmm. um, and basically it's from 2020. Sorry, to the year 2000 to yep. 2020, and there's a bunch of items in blue that have the inflation is zero or below, and a bunch of items in red that go up from zero to 200 percent. Right. So let's start at what has done zero inflation or uh, no, like gone down new cars, basically same. Flat, basically flat. Yep. So man, a new car price is the same as it was in 2020 household furniture, same price clothing, same price. Cell phone service has gone down. That's, that's crazy, but um, it's true. Like I think, six or eight months ago, I went in to change something. And then I changed all of our plans and we saved like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, I just changed our internet plan at our home and I saved 20 bucks. Um, And the service is better. Al Penny Pincher Gore. That's me. (laughs) Um, Computer software down. Um, Well, uh, I'd say there's a caveat to that. It used to be a lot easier to steal it. (laughs) And now they're in subscription. So they're still making their money. Don't, Don't worry about them. Toys are down. And then down the most at night, like TVs, it's insane. The TV that you can get for 400 bucks when like that same TV would be $2,000 in 2020. Now everything that's gone up the top at 200% since the year 2000 is hospital services. Then at about 170% is college tuition. A hundred percent is college textbooks. Freaking hospitals. Okay. Think about this. I'm going to ask a question after this textbooks up 110%. Textbooks is a commodity. You know what I mean? Like it's the same if you put books on this list, piece of Amazon, everything like a, a book price is basically the same as a book price ever was. You know what I mean? What's the big difference? Is so Don't if, answer that, but you can ask the question. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so Al, uh, what is the why? What do you think is the biggest difference in factor between the stuff that is going way the f up? It's yep. uh, everything in red on the screen versus everything in blue and teal or whatever it is going down. What's the biggest factor slash difference? Okay, I'll answer it after I continue reading the rest of it. Oh, okay. so um, medical care services mm-hmm. up. What would you say? 120. 
Um, child care, uh, nursery school is up 100. Uh, hourly wages are up. Hey, that's great. Up 80%. Fight, uh, fight for 15. Where you at? Fight for 15 crowd. Housing is up 54% and food and beverages is up 54%. So the main ones, <coughs> the top ones, hospital, college, Medicare, and um, they don't even have housing, but housing is up. Housing's there. Oh, yeah, it is. Housing, yep. food, housing. and beverages. Yeah, I was surprised by that. So so housing is up. Uh, me- medical services are up and college is up. The other things that are down, TVs, consumer services, cell phones. What's what's the difference? It is literally free market stuff is down. Stuff that have a free competitive market has gone down. A free competitive market has gone down. Captured markets, which means government intervention, government regulations has gone up. Non-free markets. The healthcare is not a free market. You have these little zones in Colorado. Let me, you know, like, oh, you're in Northern Colorado. Here's your zone. Like you can't go to the children's museum in Denver because you're in part of this zone. That's out of network. They have these out of networks, even though all of these companies, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, all of them are Pfizer. They're not Pfizer. uh, What's the other one? They're all all over the place, but somehow they've somehow they've kept this in network idea that means like this is what's so crazy you go to the 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 er right in in network cost you 300 bucks okay let's say you're in phoenix for whatever reason you go to the er should cost you 300 bucks but it's out of network so they're going to charge you twelve thousand dollars big time out time out (laughs) what's in network there they're like well it's totally different because different prices in different cities so let's say phoenix is a little bit more let's say it's three hundred and twenty dollars well let me pay through the extra 20 bucks instead of just like totally cutting it off. It's totally government re- regulated. It's totally captured. Same thing with housing. You have Fannie and Freddie Mae buying all this stuff up. Um, you have uh, government backed mortgages, which also the same thing for college. College is the same issue as housing. Meaning, meaning two things. <clears throat> One is you are taking something that's very expensive and hey, we're going to split it up into 30 times 12 payments. So now it's just a small amount so that they can charge you a large amount. So that's one. And then two, those loans are allowed to be give out like candy, especially college and especially to college. Zero qualifications for those loans. Especially to college people. It's like, how much can we enslave you to your future wages now immediately? How how. That was that's crazy. That the, the, so the the correlation between <clears throat> the correlation actually is the causation, one hundred percent for the for the for the college tuition. Yep. It, it's undeniable, and that's why textbooks. That's why I brought up textbooks is because it's in now that captured market, and if it wasn't in a captured market, it the inflation would be at zero, maybe two percent. Maybe right, because you re- you can require for the courses and you can get in cahoots with them. Yep. I mean, it's just it, yep. the, the, it's so nefarious. Not one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have had more success red pilling people by giving by explaining the college tuition increases as it pertains to FAFSA and the college and the and the government backed loans than any other subject ever, ever. It's the it's the easiest way to get somebody to understand how how government creates 
all monopolies. Well, and what's all so all cra- monopolies? Here, um, here's what's crazy about government regulations, which we didn't even talk about housing and 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 even in the oil industry. Here's the crazy part, <clears throat> people. It you have thousands of people talking about how to lower tuition price. Thousands of ideas. A lot of them hard to implement. Like, oh, maybe we need more online classes. Maybe we need to spend less on this. Hey, maybe we need to be more efficient here. Just a thousand, thousand different initiatives, right? That will take a lot of turning to do. There's one alternative. There's one initiative that you could do that would lower the price of college. Do you know what it is? Tell me. <clears throat> Remove the government back loans and make it harder to get money. 100%. Because every, every single college is um, inadvertently influenced by this, meaning, oh wait, the financial people are getting, can give these kids, this or adults, nefarious. this amount of money. Oh, if I don't make that new pool, offer these new things, they're gonna go to the other state college, right? And then their college is gonna be way better than me. And then I'm gonna get fired at my job and get replaced. And everyone's gonna get mad at me because my student count is gonna go down the amount of money that I have is going to go down. Like everything's going to go down unless I play this game. There is one initiative that would make colleges more affordable, and that is making it harder to get loans. And it would make the degrees more valuable. And I'm going to say something that's very unpopular, and that is there's too many people going to college. The more it's just like money. The more you print, the wor- the, the more less it's worth. The same thing for uh, your degrees. The yep. more degrees we're throwing out there, and, and there's some nonsense ones, right? Like under, underwater basket weaving, um, you know, Native American studies. I said Native American because I'm a Native American, so I can say that. Like, yeah. how is that practical? Like, what are you going to do? Does every degree have to be practical? Absolutely not. My wife has a English major. Um, what is, is, did she become a journalist? No, but it certainly helps out with her writing and all of that. It's so, uh, it's so funny you say that, that like Native American studies. Oh, oh that's very interesting and, and something I want to pursue. You can. I, I'm reading books all the time about it. Yeah. I don't have to pay for college tuition for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other caveat to add is the endowments, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to read you a couple of these. Okay. okay. First of all, guess because we love to play guessing games. Who do you think has the biggest endowment in North America? Harvard. Yeah. Thirty thirty eight point three billion. Yep. Uh, is there a current endowment? The average tuition is fifty grand a year. Not cheap, but you do the math. Uh, average full professor salary two hundred twenty k. Makes nice. sense. Annual. I don't know. At the annual research expenditures, they spend one trillion. In am I reading that right? No, it's probably yeah, hundred thousand billion billion one one billion in research. So like, there's a lot of money left over. If 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 the uh, the other thing too is if the mar- if their universities were in a freer market and they they weren't in this captured market like Alex is talking about, I would argue that there would the alumni are already we 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 do it all the time. The alumni are already motivated to reinvest back in their university. There's an emotional attachment there. There is just a philo- 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 philanthropic uh, attachment philanthropic. there. You you wanna you wanna give back, especially especially as soon as you start making a little bit of money, you wanna see other people succeed like you did, especially if you grew up like I did, which was which was not very not no money no money right like like one pair of shoes, maybe two per year type of thing, 
per, not very lower low low middle class type of a type of a uh, living situation then you want to see other people like you succeed right? right but the other thing that's a huge point i think the main distractor of this and why this solution gets pushed under the rug is the straw man argument that hey alex and lance you just don't want poor people to go to college and you're going to make it harder for them not true like lance said hey he was a poor person yep <laughs> um i hey uh, got some college money, but had to go in the had army to, work, to get the to rest. For it. Right, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but here's what I'm saying: is that that's the opposite of our point. Is I actually want to make it cheaper and more affordable. And if you look at the 60s and the 70s rates for college and how the price came down, yeah. so that normal people, so that you could have a job and pay for and go to college. Okay, here's the difference: at this stage and age, if you get a job, you cannot pay for college, but you can get loans too. Now. Everyone gets loans too, and college is way up, and now you are having a job for a long time paying for it. What I'm advocating for is, no, no, no. Have it so that you can have a job while you are in college that pays for college. My dad did it. Uh, if your parents went to college, which they probably didn't, they probably could have. That's how it used to be. Um, so that's what we're advocating for. It's not a negative we don't want people. We actually want people to be able to afford it. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah uh there you have it uh i've got a i bet this guy's got some strong opinions coming up next year let's listen to him all right here's nick with nick reads hello best friends i hope you all had a great week this week a reading governments are composed of human beings and all the frailties that humans possess are absorbed into these governments and become active within these governments. Hatred, anger, jealousy, fear, greed, distrust, and the whole host of afflictions that humans must bear lurk just beneath the surface of civility displayed by government. John McAfee. Toodles! Yeah, rest in peace, John McAfee. So multiple things have happened since we recorded, and uh, we did not. So last week, um, John McAfee... Uh, Died? Somehow? Sure, whatever, however you want, whatever, you know, some people are throwing around the world, Epstein. Um, but yeah, one week ago... Uh, what the media is saying is John McAfee dead of apparent suicide. Uh, if you haven't, if you aren't aware, uh, I actually had John McAfee on this podcast in a previous episode. So rest in peace to that guy. And uh, what a truth speaker. Yeah. Yeah. And no, one thing, I mean, besides if you know who he is, why, why people think that maybe he didn't commit suicide was also when they asked him, why don't you turn yourself in? And he said, well, because... I don't want them to suicide me in jail and I'm not going to kill myself. Um, and I even got a tattoo that said whacked on it for when this happens. So, uh, I obviously don't know the, the, what actually happened <laughs> there, but, <laughs> but there you go. There you go. We, we will know what happens next though. If you join us for another, uh, another session of ARE Jeopardy. Okay, question number one. Which legal entity best protects personal asset 
and maximizes the tax benefit for two partners? Is it A, limited liability partnership? Is it B, general par partnership? Is it C, an S corp? Or D, a C corp? I should have switched those two. Which legal entity best protects personal assets and maximizes tax benefits for two partners? That's a good and question, Al. And here we go. I can't read that, Tyler. A, 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 A. You all are correct. Limited liability partnership. Once you start to get more employees and stuff like that, you can't be in that. So that's the kind of hang up there. Uh, question two. A construction manager will best be used by joining a team during which phase of a fast-tracked project? Is it A, schematic design, B, construction documents, C, bidding, or D, construction administration? Write it big, Tyler. <laughs> construction manager will best be used by joining a team during which phase of the fast-tracked project? A, schematic design, B, construction documents, C, bidding, D, construction admin. All right. C, A, B, B, it is A, it is fast-tracked. Did you get that right? Schematic design right away. Awesome. Yep. All righty. Let me take off. That was probably the key F. indicator there in that question. All right, number three. A new challenge in building design that architects must seriously consider is A, the threat of intentional damage, B, thermal expansion, C, shrinkage and creep in concrete, D, prescriptive codes, or E, AOC. <laughs> Do I repeat them? Okay. Uh, a new challenge of building design that architects must seriously consider is A, the threat of intentional damage, B, thermal expansion, C, shrinkage and creep in concrete, D, prescriptive codes, or E, AOC. And this is not a trick question. <laughs> Could be AOC. <laughs> got to reinsulate those buildings. All right, what do we got? C. Gresh? Oh, Gresh already passed. He's not, he's not even doing it anymore. D, D, C. Right? Okay, C. Uh, correct answer is A, the threat of intentional damage. Crazy, huh? A new challenge. Yep, it's a new wow. challenge. All right. People are wrecking buildings. Uh, number four, decisions that affect durability and maintainability are made by whom early in the programming or design phase? Is it A, the owners? Is it B, the architects? Is it C, the building officials? Or is it D, the insurance companies? Again, that's... Decisions that affect durability and maintainability are made by whom early in the programming or design phase? A, owners, B, architects, C, building officials, or D, insurance companies? This should be an easy one. We have, what do you got, Carter? I can't D. see. B, C, D, D. The correct answer, oh my God, it's not insurance companies. Uh, <laughs> B, architects. Can you imagine if there's insurance companies? Horrible. Make it all out of everything awesome. Architects, you guys are in charge. Okay, who won? What two, 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 one, two. two. Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Okay. Remember, fastest hand with the correct answer wins. Yep. If you tried once, you cannot give another answer until everyone else is gone. This is a write down your answer kind of question, so everyone ready? 
What is the maximum percentage grade keyword percentage allowed for ramps to the nearest tenth? You can guess. And I'll give you a hint. It's a value between 1 and 12. What a good hint. 12%. <laughs> Come on. Let's see them. Oh, no. oh, you're not in the tiebreaker. Otherwise, you'd crush, wouldn't you? Gosh, mm. darn it. Come on, ladies. Eight. Nope. To the nearest 10th. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a, a hint after. Katie. Yep, Katie goes. Wait. Four? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think the hint should be is between eight and nine. Yes. <laughs> to the nearest tenth. Come on. This is ANSI 101. This that was a good one, Ross. Yeah. You can guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just freaking guess. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Just guess a decimal point. <laughs> nope. 8.2. Nope. Ooh. 8.3. Correct answer. Yeah. I think that's a first. Congratulations, awesome. Katie. Katie wins. She gets to pick where we're going to eat tomorrow. Think about it. Responsibility is yours. Uh, yep, you're in charge. That's all I have. Lance? Uh, all I have is if you like this episode, uh, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, share it with a colleague. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on the YouTube. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we will see you next week. 